Welcome back, everybody, to... The Oz Network. Nope, the brink. This wow. is the brink. Wow. I know. Start a little Things. advertising. While you're there, you can download the Oz Network via iTunes and other relevant podcast servers after you have listened to this week's episode of... The Brink. I thought you were going to say, like, the qualifying lap or something like that. Um, welcome back to another episode of they The Brink. can't hear me coding. You can run no, they can't. Uh, my name is Ben. My name is Mallory. Is it? Oh, that's Sometimes. nice. Sometimes. What other names do you go by? Other names. Do you go by other names? Mal. Mal. Do I ever call you Mal? No. No? I like calling you Mallory. You always call me Mallory. Is that a bad thing? No. So you just gotten used to it? It's weird. Well, it was weird. I don't know. Does Fine. everyone just call you Mal? Yeah. Right. Except for you. Except for me. Well, I'm and I my have, mother. Sometimes I have a unique, trouble. unique way of about it. Mal. I don't know. Do you do you want me to call Mal? If Mal. you want to, you can. If the, you don't want to, you don't have to. Mal sounds like a man's name. Like as in, what? there was a famous Australian rugby player called Mal Meninga. So I see. you know, Mal, like Malcolm. Hey, you go, Mal. It's just an Australian thing. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll try and start calling you. One of you. my coworkers tried to call me Mazza yesterday. Like, Mazza? Nah. Mazza? I like Mazza. Mal Bao? Mal Gao? Mal Gao. I got a lot when I was a kid. Mally? Yep. Mal- Mally? Malcolm? Malcolm. Let's call you Malcolm. No. No. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, names aside, we have got a good, good episode. I don't know why I'm speaking like this um, for everyone this week, but we have been officially... In New Zealand for over a month, but we have been in Invercargill now, in as of tomorrow for a whole month. Woo! Now, now, what do you say to that? Woo! <laughs> how how do you feel about this city? A month into our tenure in the uh, southernmost city in the Commonwealth. Well, it's cute and little, mm-hmm. and has a pretty park. Yep. That you haven't been to yet. No, we were meant to go today, but we didn't. We didn't. We're going to go this week after work. Um. I feel like I wasn't feeling settled until the past couple of days, so like, I don't know, it's been good though. But I, I feel, because we haven't really had, I mean, we've been here for a month, but I feel we haven't explored as much as we could have, because I guess with our car situation, kind of using a car from my paid job, and essentially not really driving it around much, I just kind of drive it to and from work and to a shop every now and then. But when we get a car, I feel like we can drive in our cargo, in, in the that's still not working, is it? No. Um, and really kind of explore it. Cause yes, we haven't really. No, because I feel there's large parts of this place that we haven't seen. But having said that, I also feel that we could probably drive around and explore in about a day. Yeah. Um, there's be- lots of outdoorsy stuff around here to do, though, apparently. And, well, we discovered in a conversation yesterday that this place has a lot of parks that are just there, like big patches of green yep. that no one uses. Yep. Like, you never see people in them. There's, I mean, Queen's Park's the big park here, which apparently is nice. There, there's been lots of people in it. I see I've people. Through it. Well, driving past it, you see lots of people in it, but just you'll just randomly drive past this, you know, I don't know, 100 square metre park, and all of a sudden there's no one there. There's just there's just no one in this park, and they seem to be spread out, and they're as luscious green as you can think of. It's not like you know they're dry or anything like that. It just it seems weird, but I guess this place has got its own unique places about it. Yep. A month in, what has been your favourite and least favourite thing about this city? Um, my least favourite thing is that it takes me a really long time to walk to work, <laughs> and my favourite thing is. Probably that everyone's so nice. Mm. 
Like, everybody you meet is just nice. I think the one thing, though, about the whole long thing to walk, work, to walk to work for is that you take 40 minutes to walk to work, which, okay, yeah. it's a decent time. But let's be honest, you're walking from an outer suburb to the city, right? Shh. When we were living in Brisbane, <laughs> it was like 45 minutes, 50 minutes on a train to get to the city, plus yeah. a 20-minute walk on top of that. So yeah. it took us an hour, and that involved high-speed transportation. Uh, my least favorite thing is probably the daylight. Um, it's just... Always daylight. It's, I mean, it's only going to get worse from here. We're not even summer yet. But, I mean, for example, we're recording this at just nearly 8 o'clock, and it's as bright as bright can be. And, okay, people say, well, that's daylight savings. But it it's pretty much stays fairly bright until 9, 30, 10. <laughs> and, I mean, I've been to Alaska. I mean, it's kind of, it's not as bad as there, but apparently it will stay light to about 10, 10, 30 during summer. But then, on the flip side, come winter, we will going to have... Eternal darkness. Which I'm looking forward to, weirdly. Like, I'm weirdly looking forward to that. Uh, Favourite thing, possibly the cheese rolls that we had. Oh, that was so good. That was really... I forgot about that. That was so good. And I actually really like the fact that it takes me what, six minutes to drive from our place to work, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be this easy all the time, obviously, when I stop using work's vehicle, and I can just basically drive straight into the work, have a park, and just walk straight upstairs into the building, but, like, I can get up, like, really late to get to work, you know, on time, so... Yes. But you started your paid work. I have, which week. is pretty exciting. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. If you're pretty happy about that. Well, I will be on your first payday, um, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a month here. It's, it's, it's gone by quickly. Mm-hmm. It's gone by very quickly. I mean, this entire year has gone by yeah, very quickly. I agree. And just on a personal note, uh, Mally, Mally Wally, Mally Wally, Dally Fally, <laughs> that you and I are celebrating 11 months together this week. Oh, <laughs> oh, that a year ago, we didn't even know each other. Nope. And yet now here we are living together. Yep. In New Zealand. Yep. So. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not me. Maybe you, because you assumed you would probably meet someone yeah, in Australia. I don't know if I thought I would be in New Zealand, or I don't know what I thought I was going to be doing right now. Well, the answer's me, so that's why we're here. Yep. yep. When my mother listens to this, that's going to... I didn't mean it in that reference, no. but um, <laughs> you were the one who... Uh, that's what it sounded like. Well, look, you know... <laughs> what did you mean? She's had the talk with you now, so... Uh. <laughs> Sorry, there's Mom, a, I love you. There's a topic of conversation that I feel is a good episode one day. Um, yeah, we might uh, come back and do some quizzing for you very, very shortly. <laughs> been a while since we've had this gentleman on the show. I always seem to say that whenever he starts on the show because it always seems to be a while between us getting him on and when he's not on and all that sort of stuff. Ask Joshua Shubridge. Hello, Josh. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Ben. Thank you very much. And I, just, just for the record, between the last time I was on and now... I was in hospital, you moved to another country, and I believe there was a hiatus between the show and then. And Am I correct? Well, it just basically got to the point where I didn't have time to do anything and got a bit lazy if you, every now and then as well, let's be completely honest. But um, yeah, a few things have happened. You want a car as well. Um, good for you. Yeah, I want a car. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Just a Thank few you. things. Um, and I guess we're here to today to find out... A, how you nearly died, and B, how you won a car. So, um, you know, a few ends of the <laughs> spectrum there. Um, it, 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 it is. It is, really. Mm. <laughs> and like, between all that, like, I've been trying, like, before I got really sick, I was actually trying to start up another podcast, and I've actually got a bunch of people lined up for interviews. I just 
haven't had time to do it either. Right. So, well, you know, you can just play so, yeah. the whole I nearly died card to them and make them feel guilty and then you can get them come on the show anyway. So, you know. Oh, oh, I do. One of the guys, um, which, which I, oh, it's not, I can't officially say who, but he's, he's a funny Australian on YouTube. He makes funny videos. Um, I told him I was about to die and he was like, yeah, it's fine. And then when I was able to re-record with him, he goes, oh, I'm about to have a baby. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just wait. And he's like, after November, sweet. So come December, I've got like 10, 10 recordings I've got to do, 10 different people interview. So, and then I will, re- then I will release the actual podcast once we get to that point. Okay. Well, just, um, be good. I like the fact that he had a baby and then you died. So nearly end of life and creating life. <laughs> Does, yeah, I'm trying to find a balance there or something. But um, how? Okay, uh, uh, our listeners want to know uh, how did you win the car? No, uh, how did you nearly die? <laughs> okay, well, just before we started recording, I was explaining uh, in pretty detail uh, what happened. So, in uh, what happened was I got an earache. I have a birth defect in my ear canal that we discovered. That means that I don't have enough bone between my ear canal and my brain. The and the crap inside ate away at the bone and then got into my brain. Pretty standard thing to happen to you. Um, second, it's the second case recorded in Western medicine. Oh, okay. this happening. And who was the first? Yeah, I have no idea, but apparently they they wrote me up in a um, ear, nose, and throat medical journal. Oh. There you go. Interesting. So uh, everything coming up, Josh, this year, then clearly nearly die, get published in a in a journal. Why not? Well, that's exactly right. So, so, no, so how are you? But like, so your your ear, the bone between your ear and your brain, blocks infections from getting there. But because yours is so thin, you didn't have that protection. Is that essentially what happened? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. So the part of that bone is called the mastoid. And so what they had to do in my case is they did what's called a mastoidectomy where they removed the, literally a piece of your skull and they around the hole where that was created, they took some earlobe fat and plugged it up. Right. Well, I, I always thought your earlobes yeah. were a little bit pudgy. So, um, you know, probably... Oh, well... well you can see, I don't know if you can see the, because obviously we record via Skype, and so, for the listeners, but there's a nice big chunk of earlobe gone. Well, do, what does that mean now they're moving forward? So, like, if you get a sinus infection moving forward, is, I mean, you kind of just have to check yourself into a hospital straight away, do you? Well, funny you should ask that. Uh, two weekends ago, I got another earache. And so I went straight to hospital, and it and it, that happened on a it was a Wednesday night. No, Tuesday was the first first uh, contact I had. Then um, the next day, I I saw my doctor, and then the Thursday I went back in because the doctor told me to go back in, and then Friday night I had to go. I no Friday I went and had an MRI and another CAT scan, and then on Saturday I had to go back in for another CAT scan, and I was in the hospital for most of the day. And that's how serious an earache is for me now. Any form of earache, I could die, which is flippin' fantastic. And coming from someone who's never actually had earaches before in his life up until June this year. Wow. Well, I mean, on the positive side of things, um, you won a car. 
Uh, not oh, because yes. of not because yes. of you got this earache. It's not like you went to hospital and was like, "You're the 87th patient today. You've won a brand new Suzuki." Like, not quite. You're, like on that, on that. What's funny, right? Is so on the so as I was saying, I was giving you the timeline. Uh, I was Friday night. They transported me to the Canberra Hospital, and uh, on Saturday I was at Can- uh, had the surgery. Saturday morning I had the surgery. Uh, never had surgery before in my life. It is a weird experience and a half. Like, I'm laying on this stretcher and they go, all right, I'm just going to give you something to relax. And then that's it. Blank. I'm out. Done. And the next thing I remember is someone tapped me on the shoulder saying, Josh, Josh, wake up. You're out now. You're okay. It's been, it was a good surgery. And I'm sitting going, all right, I've been able to eat for 48 hours and I feel like crap. Awesome. And so I'm sitting, so when they bring you out in the, out of surgery, uh, you, you go into this big long room and there's like a corridor down the middle and then there's beds and you're facing the another bed. So it's like one row of beds and another row of beds and there's no curtains at all in this room. So you can see everyone and like if they're what bandages and where and whatnot. And I was one of the first ones they pulled out and I'm sitting there in the bed and the guy comes up to me and he, I think it was a nurse, maybe a nurse, could have been a doctor. I don't know. I was still in and out and he goes, would you like an icy pole? And I've just gone, hell, you don't want an icy pole. <laughs> I felt like a kid. Was it George Clooney? So they popped me up. No, it wasn't George Clooney. That's a shame. I know. I know. But so I'm sitting there, right, and I've got, like, they've popped me up, and I've got my icy pole, and I'm like, you know, like when you're a kid and you've been given an ice cream, you're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. That's how I I felt. I say that now, and I'm not a kid, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. But so I'm sitting there, like, happy as a clam with an icy pole, and there's this old lady. Literally, like, she's a bit across from me, and like she she looked like she'd had a pretty major surgery done. And um, however, she looked like the kind of person that I wouldn't perform a surgery on because, like, you're not a doctor. It's just pro. It, yeah, that and the fact that she looked like she'd had a good eatings anyway. She looked like she was in her late late eighties. Okay, now, now he's a, so Doris basically so, should be dead. <laughs> Well, she should, because okay, here's what happens. So I'm sitting there, I'm eating the icy pole. And the next minute, the nurse that's attending to her hits this button, and out of nowhere, like 40 doctors are just straight up to her bed. And they, they revive her and all that, and walks away. And another five minutes later, nurse hits the button again. <laughs> They're around there, resuscitate, like full on resu- with the paddles and everything. Like, it looked like the movies. Get me and those I'm things George Clooney going, uses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm sitting there with my ice pole going, I'm watching a lady die, <laughs> eating my icy pole. <laughs> did did, did oh, they, she they, they die? Think, yeah. Or... I don't know. They took me out of the room pretty pretty quickly. Tell One of my kids is crying. House as well. Jeez, <laughs> it's following you everywhere, Josh. He'll come here in a minute. Um, <laughs> Naomi's around somewhere. That's all right. Uh, he's Take probably just, is it, that that that's it. That's his. Um, someone's taking a toy off me, cry. So that, that's something uh, that the, the other parent can deal with. That. Yeah. Um, and so, well, well, there you go, I suppose. So, so they took me to the ward. The ward was the the acute. What was that? I can't remember. What was it acute neuro? Yeah, the acute neurosurgical ward. And so I'm there. They put me in the. I'm in the corner area, so I had a window. It was really nice. But it was camera. The person across from me, like you know, 
a prime minister. I actually had a really good. No, I had a really good view of the helipad, which is really cool for like the moments I had some energy to actually look out the window. I was really sick. This was really bad. But yeah, so the guy across from me had hit his head on something, and he was a he he was about to be released out of the out of the ward. And I had this lady next to me, and she was weird. She she was a dementia patient who had a fall, and I woke up one morning with her attempting to go through my bags. Oh, and then having a go at me for sleeping in her house. Wow. Oh, she, they had to restrain her. She got really bad, and she she wouldn't tell. Like the nurses go, okay, we need to give you a medicine now. What's your name? She's like, I'm not telling you my name. You can go to hell. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> so, oh, it was great. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that. The Canberra Hospital was interesting. And I transferred back to Bega, and then I was on um, home in the hospital care for a couple of weeks after that. I, it was a fair, fairly intensive antibiotic course that they had. I mean, like four antibiotics, it would the, – the, my, uh, my doctor was calling it a witch's brew of antibiotics that would kill a normal person. Nice. Cool. So, yeah, least, it was pretty good. At least you knew if the children annoyed you then. You had something on uh, hand to, uh, you know, help that situation out. That's exactly right. You come near me, guys. Yep. Well, they had to put a pick line in me. So, like... A what now? Like, you've been in hospital before. A pick line. So, you, you know, like, a cannula, like, when they put it in you and it's, like, in, like, in, like the indent in your elbow. These are big words, Josh. Dumb it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did watch it after you 15 they... years, but it's been about 10 years since I've last watched it. So, dumb it down for me. Okay, you know where they put the needle in your arm so they can attach IVs and stuff uh, to your arm? Sure, I've never had an IV, but I'll go with yes. Okay, but you've seen them. You would I've, have seen I've them. Seen ER? Yes, yes. Okay, so a normal one is about it goes into your skin about that that far. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can like so about half a centimeter. Oh no, about two centimeters. Yeah. A cannula went in to my fore, no, just in, yeah, just on my forearm, on my right arm. And the tube that went into my body went from where my elbow is up my shoulder. This is on my right side, over across past my neck, and sat about half a centimeter away from my heart. Ooh. And that, uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun day getting that in. Yeah, uh, but the that stayed in me for two weeks, Ooh. and that was and that was so I could get these really strong antibiotics without them burning my veins. Oh, lovely. Because that's, that's something that absolutely sucks, is, is having the antibiotic burn. That happened a lot in the last few days in the hospital when I was just on the small little IV inserts and, like, they would just start burning my my veins. And it was so bad. This is um, very, so uh, you know, good good things to talk about. I'm... Loving hearing about this. This is great. Well, well, like, let's go from from bad to good. Well, the good part about it, I lived, and then I should have died. Oh, so spoiler. Okay, but <laughs> but uh, so it, and it was funny, like, because a lot of people were like, when I got out of hospital, everyone was saying, "Oh, that's a really good way to lose weight, Josh." Or, uh, "Oh, you're lucky. You should buy a lotto ticket." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." And, and funnily enough, I, I decide, you know what? I, one of my favourite times of year is when Maccas do their monopoly thing. So I did get a hot chocolate every day. It was all good, and I collect all my tickets. And I was sitting in my dashboard, 
And so after work one day, I went to go have some lunch down at um, – there's a place called Short Point near where we live. I, I fly my drone there. You see lots of pictures on my Instagram for it. And so I'm sitting here putting, plugging all the codes into into my phone, into the app, and I've just – this, okay, this one ticket was a chance card. I'm going to go I'll scan that, scan it in. And it comes up. <laughs> you've, you've completed the green set. You've won a Suzuki Vitara RTS automatic. And I've gone, no bloody way. That's a joke. That's a joke. Put the phone down. I'm sitting there going, did I just win a bloody car? (laughs) No, I didn't. Put it down again. And then the next thought went through my head was, crap, now he's going to know I've been going to Macca's. (laughs) (laughs) So I... I, I sit. I sat there for like for about half an hour, looking at my phone, going far out. I just want a car. This is no, no, I haven't. I mean, get, get, take in mind, this happened on the eighteenth of September. Mm-hmm. So this is how long it took. So I put the, I, I hit the, uh, the, the claim button, did all the claiming process, and then I, I sent Naomi a message saying, "Can I call you? I've got something I've got to tell you." I can't tell you over text message because I think you can't just say I've won a car over text message because it like she got a typo. What do you mean? What's wrong with the car? So um, she goes, it's, you just text me. I say, no, I need to call you. So she calls me on speakerphone in the middle of class, right? <laughs> so she's in class teaching a class and I've gone, um, we, we, we just, we just want a car. And she's like, <laughs> what? We haven't won a car. Like, yeah, we did. <laughs> We we just want a car, and she's like, "No, we didn't. That's bull crap. That's bull crap." Oh, hold on. And then this, and then this little boy, come here. Something about come here water. Was that water? He wants he wants a drink of water. Come here. I don't want here. a drink of Can water. Can you say, "Say hi, Uncle Ben." Hello. Hi. Look at your hair. Wow. Oh, it's pretty good. That's a uh, fire Look, engine red. That it. That it. Oh, that's Daddy's drink of water. <laughs> so you were just no, 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 an no, idiot no. just drinking in front of your son. This is Daddy's drink of water. Gulp, 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 gulp. He's drinking. He's drinking my water. <laughs> okay, yeah, ta- that's not water. Ta- that's vodka. <laughs> That'll put him to sleep. All right, your bot out in the lounge room. You go get your bot bot. <laughs> His bot bot. Make sure you shut the door. Oh, bottle. His right. bottle. I think that's what we call. Uh, so yeah, so she's. Yeah, mate. She's discovered that you yeah, won a so, car. So, so she, yeah, so she's like, no, we haven't won a car. Like, yeah, yeah, we did. She goes, are you joking? you kidding me? you pranking me. And, like, to to be fair, I would do that. <laughs> I am that kind of person. But, like, and, and, like, that takes me back to, like, when we when we were announcing Michael Jackson's death, Michael Jackson's death on, on, on Edge Radio. And we had to put that thing out saying... We're not making this up. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually happening. And so I had to say, I say no, we, we, we won a car and she goes, prove it. So I took a screenshot of the Maccas app, sent it through to her and she's like, wow, we've won a car and you've been eating Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When you sent me the screenshot, there was a part of it that didn't believe you. Like I, I had to be completely honest with you. <laughs> like I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Good on you. But. No, something's here. Like, I think you've maybe, you know, accidentally thought you won a car, but there's like a catch to it. Like, you won a car, all you have to do is pay $50,000 or something like that. 
No, no. I had to endure two months of so, doing stuff. Well, well, what is the what is the process? Because I mean, this is actually something that I would have been very fascinated because I, I saw that they did a story on you and kind of you know I think it was you who said or one of the journos said about the fact that this actually happens. People, normal people, do win these cars, and I guess a lot of people probably think that because you never hear about people winning the car unless it's somebody you know. But what is the process? So you win the car. It's not like I just go to Macca's and go, "Hey, I got a small fries. Can I have it?" I mean, I, you don't just walk into Suzuki a week later and go, hey, come on, my car. No, no. Well, it, it's really interesting because it's not just the fact that, like, for a bigger prize like like the car, and, and like you, even with like any of the money prizes, there, there is a process. But the car specifically is a long process, not because oh, not because oh, it, the communication process between the three parties. So you got to remember that it's not. So you got the winner, mm-hmm. and then you've got McDonald's. Now McDonald's don't actually run the promotion; they promote the promotion. They're run by a company called Creata. Creata is a promotion company, and they do it on behalf of McDonald's and all the other um, like companies that, that run like major prize promotions like this. And then you've got Suzuki, which is a prize partner. Okay, so so that that's that's four parties right there. And then you get down to the point where it's it goes from those four, and there's a fifth party, and that becomes a Suzuki dealership, which are all privately owned. They're franchises. And even the, the local McDonald's have nothing to do with this. It's all the international company, and it means nothing for anyone in between the winner and international thing for McDonald's. So what happened was I, I sent through the thing. I got a phone call that afternoon stating that someone is going to call me the next day to can do a confirmation process make sure you got the tickets and they sent me an email with the ticket numbers that i needed to to have which which i did i had all the ticket numbers obviously and then the next day he calls me asks me a bunch of questions confirm my name and date of birth address and all the legal uh stuff and then he's like i'm going to email you a form you need to print this form out you need to fill it out and then um, scan an email to me. Once I've gotten that, I'm going to send you an envelope. And then when you get that envelope, you put the original forms in in the thing with the tickets. And then they come to us. And then under this, is what I thought was interesting, uh, he the guy who dealt dealt with our our case had to open the envelope in front of a camera in front of government auditors uh, to prove that the, that everything was legit. And then once that happened, they sent all they confirm everything, and this took a month in it within itself mm. to happen, just to get the confirmation. And then once the confirmation was done, they got sent to Suzuki. Now Suzuki then took forever and a day. Now and, and this is not in part of them being a bad company or anything. It's just it is a lot of paperwork. It is a lot of stuff they had to deal with. The reason it made it quicker than what it would have been is the fact that they had uh, so Suzuki have a warehouse at the docks in Sydney that have one, any car that they have in a promotion any model of car they have it in any color sitting there at the dock ready to go to be shipped out to a dealership hmm. um, just ready to go usually if you were to buy a Suzuki um just brand new, you still have to wait a couple. So you go into a dealership and say, look, I want to buy a Suzuki Vitara. I want it in this color. I want these options in it. That That's usually a two to three month process within itself, buying it brand new because they bring it into the country and all that jargon. So, 
Um, so we picked the color. We went with the turquoise two tone. So it's got a black roof to, and the, and the trimmings are all black, which is really nice. And the turquoise, it's metallic. Nice little color car. Um, so we gave them all that. And then they said, well, you'll hear from the dealership when the car gets in. That took a month <laughs> to happen. And so, and then when we went to go pick it up, it was a bit of a, a bit of a fanfare. We had, the, like, we had the radio, the newspaper, the McDonald's rep, the Suzuki rep, the Suzuki dealership owner, the guy who we've been dealing with. Oh, flip! I just hit the microphone with my hat. Um, so yeah, that. So that was it. Was a bit of a fr- and then got to drive it home. Then that 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 was it. So the the the. the to be honest, the most exciting part of it all was knowing that we won it on that first day. Yeah, and then like and because it is such a, a drawn out process, just time on you sitting here constantly waiting. The excitement sort of dulls out, but then when you get the car, it's like I've got a car. This is sick. I didn't have to pay anything for this. I own a car that's worth thirty grand. I'm happy. And that's the thing so, that you do then. Like, are there contracts or like stipulations with it? Because you know, you you, do, you always have these conversations with people. What would you do if you won these? What would you do if you won that? And there are times when you say, like, oh, I wouldn't want that car. I would just sell it. Like, are you allowed to sell it? Or is there, like, a rule saying you can't sell it? No, 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 no. So the way it's done, um, like, with the things you ask, you know, I'll go back to that in a sec, but when you, when you get the car, they treat it like it's a sale. Mm-hmm. So I signed all these contracts and bill of rights, bills of sales, and like, I can go and sell this car whenever I want. And it's under my name. Um, it's been registered into me. I've got 12 months radio on it. Um, I can do whatever I want with it. Hmm. So that's essentially once I get the car, I can do whatever I want, but I can't obviously can't sell it as a brand new car because once it leaves a dealership, obviously it loses its value. And that happens. But even then, you if you sold if it's a thirty thousand dollar car, you sold it for twenty thousand dollars. You've got twenty thousand dollars that you didn't have. Uh, you know, oh, hell yeah. two that's months it. ago. That's it. That's exactly right. And 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 there there are cases where people win new cars and they. Uh, instead of taking the car away, the dealer buys the car off them. Mm-hmm. Did they offer that and to so you? Did they say, like, hey, we will buy this off you? No, no, and that's the thing. Uh, I think they were more more ecstatic that a local uh, family won a car. Hmm. And to be honest, I think that I, even if it wasn't me and if it was just someone else, I think that's a fantastic thing, especially to see in this area uh, a family win a car. I think it's a great thing. And, you, and it's been quite a common thing. Like everyone I've seen who's congratulated us on the car, like there's people who know us, people who don't know us, or they just know of us and all that, and and they were like, "Oh, congratulations, guy! You never hear about anyone winning these things." And that was the it's, seriously, everyone who see, sees me and who says congratulations says that exact same phrase. No one has ever won these. I don't know anyone. I've never met anyone. Well, I think the weirdest thing is that going back to when you said you left the hospital and somebody said, you were lucky, you should buy a lotto ticket. Well, you literally went and bought a hot chocolate and won a fucking car. So, I mean, like, <laughs> this is your well, year, that's Josh. That's, that's <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. And, it, and I, I, I'm stoked with it all and with everything. Like, it is a bit of a, a – like, it, it, it boosted me up because, like, obviously – I'm not allowed to do a lot of things that I'd love to do normally. Hell yeah, now I can go drive a car that <laughs> handles like a dream, and it's got everything I want in a car. So do you, do, I'm does stoked it, in that. So you have more than one car now, or did you? You how many cars did you have before? We had two. So we had like obviously we're we're 
both of us work, so we both needed to drive. So um, we had, and we got the people mover, a Tarago, and then we had a Yaris, which is our like a little economic thing to whoever's driving the furthest drive the Yaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've got three cars, and the Suzuki's better on fuel than the Yaris, so we're selling the Yaris. Right. Okay. And how much and, will you uh, get for the Yaris? Yeah. Do you reckon? Oh, probably at four grand. It's, it's not not a still four grand. You didn't have before. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But with the with the predominant like what's the word with the amount of money that we are going to make with the Yaris, I've already bought myself a new toy. I bought myself a new drone. Oh. It's the newest one on the market. The thing is, oh, it's a, oh, I've flown it a few times already. It's a beautiful drone. I still need and to I fly. I've never fly flown a drone. Never flown one. Never used it. I'd like to well, get you, one one day. If you if you come here, I. Dude, I will teach you. Well, and this that's thing good. you can't even crash. It's got it's got obstacle avoidance on it, so um, it's got sensors all around it. And you fly it. Off. I was like, I was trying to scare the guys at the men's shed with it the other day. I was, there's was a big pole in the middle of the yard uh, at the back of the of the shed, and I was like, see that pole? And I've just put my drone up and I'm flying as fast as I can at this at this pole, and it just goes, oh, there's an obstacle in the way. I'm just going to go around it. <laughs> it does it all by itself. That's cool. So what happens if like a plane all of a sudden flies past it? Yeah, well, you're not meant to have your drone in the air when that happens. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's called being a dickhead. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, interesting few months then for yourself, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it has been. Hmm. It's been uh, it's been very weird, um, and I, I honestly don't I don't see an end to the weirdness. To be honest, well, you are um, back on the brink not... right now, so that's probably I know. Yeah, I know. I missed doing this. This is something I've missed. It's been, I've missed well, it's, it's sucky now because um, generally you and I would do sort of very late night recordings, and now that I'm in this part of the world where we're actually two obviously two hours ahead of you, it's kind of. Um, you know, late night ones are not the easiest time to uh, to do it as such. Because I mean, I'm a night owl, but uh, sadly I have to get up for work the next morning. So you know, there is that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's 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 the issue. But like, I think we can. I think this time during the day is not too bad, actually. Like, we will have it's, to. It's fun. Will... It, 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 it's it's lunchtime here in 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 Australia, so. I can get away with coming in here for an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can work around it. I, I have one thing here which I'll just play quickly. Cause I was going to play this to you before, but you started talking about nearly dying. I didn't think it was the right appropriate time to do it. Uh, I have a sheep, as you can see. But, like, the best thing about this <laughs> sheep is when I press it, it does this. It does the haka. That is sick. Sorry. <laughs> I just get excited that I have a, so, a haka so what, sheep. So what town are you living in now? I am in the beautiful city... Invercargill. Now, um, I just looked up the population of the Bigger Valley. We have actually more people in the Bigger Valley. A city of about 50,000. Um, it's the southernmost city in the Commonwealth. Um, it is one of the furthest south cities in the entire world. We have the southernmost McDonald's in Invercargill. We have the world's southernmost Starbucks in Invercargill. Um, you know, little things like that are exciting. The world's southernmost Christian school I went to the other day as well. I had a job there. I wasn't just hanging around a school again. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting place. We've been here for about a month and, you know, with, there's sunshine That's for once. Good. It's usually very cloudy here. So it's, I can see sunshine outside right now. The highest so, ever what, what, recorded temperature in, uh, Invercargill is 32 degrees. That's a good city to me. 
<laughs> that, is, that is a fantastic city. Oh, man. If I move to New Zealand, I'm going to stay at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, um, so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a city in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have their Still own accents down here where it's kind of got this, like, weird mixture of Scottish accent with a New Zealand accent, whereas... You hear somebody pronounce R and they've kind of, they roll their R's. It's like really interesting. Um, they have their own unique cuisine called a cheese roll, which is like bread rolled up into the shape of like a circle with cheese in the middle of it. Mixed with like soup mixture and like put in a toaster. That, it's that, really, that, really nice. No, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that reminds me of our Newtown High School days of going back to your place after school and it's like you would make yourself your cheese and, your cheese and butter. And <laughs> Don't knock it. Bread. It was good, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Come on, still, I had you and everyone let, who let, had that hooked on it. Cheese in piece of bread with <laughs> butter and barbecue sauce for 30 seconds in the microwave. That is amazing. It's such a cheapo little meal, which is delicious. Well, that's it. That's the thing, though. But you've gone to this place where it's like, this is the national food now. It's like, <laughs> would you like a cheese scromat? Here you go. It's um, the thing that I find the most unique about this place is that so much of New Zealand, I mean, you've been here, like, it's, it's just, it reminds you of Tasmania. And oh, it's to a T. It's like I know I'm in another country, but it, like a lot of the time, you just, you forget you're in another country, and you sort of driving down the street, you'll see a flag, and you're like, oh, that's the that's not the Australia. Oh, New Zealand. I'm in New Zealand. And then like I'll be doing some sort of story, writing a story, and I'll be trying to write it on the national something or other, assuming it's New Zealand, but uh, it's Australia, but it's actually New Zealand. So you know, there's this, that, and everything else. And as soon as you mention you're from Australia, they like to make fun of you. And I'm like, well, hey, at least I can pronounce my words properly over here and I don't touch sheep inappropriately. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I do like New Zealand, like, especially their parliament. I honestly feel like the the federal government of New Zealand is more like the state government of Tasmania because you've got someone like Jacinda Ardern who's like, you have just had a baby. I'm just going to bring it down to... Uh, <laughs> You know, she can sit on my lap while I'm discussing uh, important issues like the the wool tax and the, and how much money we keep the All Blacks. Well, at least at least at the end of the day, though, they keep their prime ministers for some time. I mean, uh, I think we've had about four since oh, we started don't, recording don't, this. Don't get we? me wrong. <laughs> do, do, do you, know, you know, it's funny though. I had a crack up. I had a bit of a crack up the other day. The so the where Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, where his electorate is in within the governing body of the Liberal Party, like cause they're all in different, you know, like um, branches of the, of the Liberal Party, and the branch that he's a member of has, has put a motion to kick him out of the Liberal Party. <laughs> thought that was crack up. I thought, hell yeah, but I, I don't know how far it'll get. It's got to go to the state, then it's got to go to the national level. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how far that goes. It's look, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because I mean, you know, who is our prime minister at the moment? Um, what's his name? Uh, Morrison. Scott Morrison. Scomo. Um, he he'll only be in charge for it. When's the election? Like June. We all know Shorten's going to win now, so it doesn't matter. I thought they brought it close. I thought it was in April. I oh, I wouldn't have. I, I'm not allowed to vote. Did you know that, Josh? I'm not allowed to vote. Why? Because I had to fill in a form basically saying that I was leaving the country for um, a planned period of longer than 12 months, so therefore they removed me from the electoral roll as I was no longer eligible to vote. And yet, I'm not a New Zealand citizen, so I'm not allowed to vote here in an election, so I'm kind of... Uh, a refugee voter. 
<laughs> I have no nation to vote for. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make that seriously doesn't make sense because, mm. like, you hear people who are overseas who live overseas. Mm. Like there was a guy who was on the radio who lives in somewhere in America and who has no Australian accent whatsoever. And they're like, so when was the last time you came back to Australia? I haven't been back to Australia in 20 years, but I'm voting this year. Yeah, well, I thought that was a thing too. I thought if you lived overseas, you could still do an absentee vote. But I looked online. I went to the Electoral Commission website, went through all the uh, processes, and it basically said you need to be removed from the electoral roll. So, I mean, I guess I could have not done it and then... I don't know, said I was just traveling overseas and got it sent here or something like that. But but then I had to, like, tick boxes and everything with the Australian tax department because even though I'm earning tax in New Zealand and paying tax in New Zealand, I still have to pay something in Australia at certain point. And there's my hex I've got to somehow worry about and this crap and everything else. So, I mean, look, I have no plans really to live in Australia for a long time. So I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get the chance to vote in Australia for a very long time. So... I, I th- and I'm a, sad a, about that. Some people are probably listening going, Ben, what are you complaining about? I hate voting, but I love voting, so I'm very sad about that. No, I'm with you on that. I think voting is the it is it is your national duty. Like yeah, it's your duty to not vote in a dickhead, even though that most of them are dickheads. But it's like you're responsible in a way for who leads the country. And and that's what I f- I think is really funny, is like most of the people who who get really pissy about who's leading a country, usually those that either don't vote or can't be bothered or would vote for a referendum saying that it wasn't compulsory to vote in Australia. Mm. I think it's really funny. Which, it's funny, actually, the whole compulsory thing, because I know when I've been in America and even, like, with Mallory and in Canada and stuff too, that they find it fascinating that we have to vote. Um, Even in New Zealand here, I believe, you don't have to vote. So um, it's... I think think if you're Maori or Māori, you have to vote in the Māori government because I know they've got a separate government there or it's compulsory for them to vote. Um, And I think we're the only Western... I think we're the only Western country that has mandatory voting. 22 countries, only 22 countries have compulsory voting. They are Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Brazil, Ecuador, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, North North Korea, Nauru, Peru, Singapore, Uruguay, and Switzerland. Uh, But there are also other countries that it is compulsory, but it is not enforced. They don't have a law to enforce it. So Bolivia, Bulgaria, Costa Rica, Democratic Republic of Congo, Dominican Republic, Egypt, Gabon, Greece, Guatemala, Honduras, Lebanon, Libya, Mexico, Panama, Paraguay, Thailand, and Turkey. Um, So, yeah, that's that's very interesting. There you go. Yeah. I'm getting raided. I'm getting raided. We're going to wrap this up in just a second, but I will say, Josh, that... Yeah, hold on, two secs. Give me two secs. You boys, I need to finish this. I'll come out and talk to you in a sec. I'm doing a recording. This is beautifully live here in the ring. I will in two seconds. Can you go back out and shut the door? Go outside and play with your stick. Yeah, in a second. You go and shut the door and I'll get you a drink so of water. water. Does that kid drink? What is he, a camel? He's just drunk. He's just drunk <laughs> this entire bottle. Josh, pleasure to have you back on. 
A, I'm glad you're alive. No, thank B, you. screw you for winning a car. I want one. Um, <laughs> and we will no doubt try not to uh, wait till you nearly die and win another car before we get you back on the show. No, no, hopefully in a fortnight's time, Benny boy. I barely even need to keep an introduction for this bit, except playing an introduction. Flashback, yes, indeed, where we flashback to go back. And we are still in 2012 mode, and as we've done for the last few weeks, I'm not even going to introduce each of these segments. I'm just going to name them this week, and you can essentially guess what each one is going to be about. We have The People's Mullet, Australia is Cooler Than Luxembourg, Prince Charles Interview, and Barack Obama. There you go. That is what you're about to hear right now from the best of 2012. Well, he's everyone's favourite player. Um... These three blokes in the studio are my second, third, and fourth favourite players, but uh, Ron is the best, and um, he's all the supporters who go for the other teams. Rana is their man anyway. So, but I've heard some things, fellas, about Rana Naveed, and I'm just worrying. What I'm just wondering if you can actually let me know if these facts about Rana are true. I'm 95 percent sure that each are true, uh, but I need some confirmation here. Is it true that Rana Naveed can do a wheelie on a unicycle? Yeah, definitely. It's a big fan of his in the change rooms. <laughs> yeah, brings his own every time. And um, yeah, it's it's a bit crowd favourite, really, isn't it? In the change room gets us going. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we have to bring it on field next game. I think might help. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm, I was pretty sure that was true. Uh, I'm even more sure the next one's true. Is it true that Rana Naveed created dr- giraffes when he uppercutted a horse? That's untrue. No. Oh, really? No, no, he didn't do that. Right. God did that. God did that. He, um, he creates stuff. He's the creator of things. So, no, he, he can do a lot of things, uh, but, yeah, he didn't do that, but he can ride a, mus- a unicycle. Yeah, well, that, that's actually an incredible fact. We would love to see him bring that out in the field maybe next Wednesday night. Um, hopefully, he might put the hair in the ponytail and uh, just make sure he doesn't get it in the way, Sam. Do you reckon he could come into bowl on the unicycle? I think he probably could. He'd probably still manage to bowl a slow ball, I reckon, <laughs> off the back of the unicycle and, and probably land it pretty well. <laughs> we're, getting some, we're getting some trade secrets here, Sam. He'd, he'd probably do better than Rhett Lockyer did the other night with that ball. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that? Did you mention that at all? It was a bung ball halfway down the pitch and ended up over the other side of the field. Um, it wasn't discussed after the game, but I think we all got a good laugh about it during the game. I think it just slipped out the back, so yeah, not, yeah. His, not his finest moment. For those of you listening, um, uh, Rhett Lockyer actually came in to bowl the ball and bowled it about halfway down the pitch and about five metres to the left, <laughs> which I've never seen before. So he was bowling to the now. other pitch that was just sort of waiting there on the other side, possibly. He was. He was bowling on a different pitch. Is it true that Rana Naveed can actually bowl 180 kilometres an hour but only bowls at 130 to give his opponents a chance? Um... <laughs> Well, that could be the case. He, he does seem to have an effort ball every now and then, um, which which seems to get through the batsman. So that might be his ball at 180. Um. <laughs> I actually heard when he was 18, he bowled 180. Now that he's 42, it's just slowed down a bit to about 155. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have speed machines back then, did they? No, no, it was all. <laughs> they just basically got a, a cheater to run halfway down the pitch and see how far the ball would go to, and that that's how they measured the speed. I think yeah. unicycle downhill. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly, exactly. Is it true that Rana Naveed hit a ball from Blunston Arena into the Duant River? <laughs> yeah, that was actually two years ago. I think I was actually playing for Queensland at the time. And yeah, yeah, slog swept me and it just got with the wind. And just, yeah, just went a mile. It was, it was 
Yeah, like Trav Burt, but just bigger. It's just the mullet got behind it. and It's slipstreaming. <laughs> yeah, it's big. <laughs> Add the unicycle to it and it's perfect, I think. <laughs> is that is that all your facts, Sam? No, no. Oh, another gee. One. Is it true that Rana and Aveed run 60 kilometres each morning before breakfast? <laughs> uh, just after breakfast. Um, he obviously likes running on a full stomach. After um, breakfast, yeah, right. But, and he does it in good three, three and a half minutes. Yeah, three about three and a half minutes. Wow. Um, and then unicycles home. Right, right. Um, just for some more fitness. He might he's, eat. he's a ridiculous freak. He, he might get a gig at the Olympics this year if he's that good. He he's pretty also, good. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's been in the Olympics. They tied the flag on the back of his hair <laughs> for the opening ceremony and went running down the... <laughs> Down the 100 metres straight. Use it as a torch just to hold him down to make sure that the flame comes into the stadium all right. Yes, and this one's not actually on the list. This is just for my own personal information. <laughs> what hair product does Rana use? Because uh, I've got to get me some of that. <laughs> uh, I reckon it must be Nando's sauce. Because <laughs> he eats Nando's literally 63 times a week. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure he gets it delivered to his hotel. And that is... Almost fact. That is a, that is a trade secret this morning, Jason. Yeah, so just a little bit of chili in the chili in the mullet. We'll be making sure then on uh, Wednesday when we're there, we'll get the fans to bring signs, uh, Nando's. I'll just bring him Nando's and throw him out to the field so he's he's refreshed halfway through a game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I should probably mention KFC. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah, our sponsor yeah. just at the moment. Uh, <laughs> And, but yeah, that's why you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're all doing us to shame here in the studio. I think they, they were brilliant, Sam. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now with Rana that uh, these, these facts that so many mm. people didn't know this morning, and I'm mm. glad that the Hurricanes boys have been able to, to, to enlighten us that these are actually true. Clarify. Yeah, I was just a bit surprised about the giraffes. Mm. I was pretty sure that he created giraffes when he uppercutted a horse. But well, Jason has put us straight this morning. Good news, of course, that we've got a seat at the Security Council. I was really happy about this because we all spent about three dollars each or something. I read about this. We all yeah. spent about three dollars, so I was happy that that actually three dollars well spent. I mean, we beat out powerhouses Luxembourg and Finland, so go us. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> I do wonder though about the UN. All it really does is gives us a chance to mingle at the top, but we aren't, we aren't hugely nuclear. I don't exactly know what it does for us in the long term. Well, it's kind of just like being invited into a, a top secret meeting, isn't it? We just get to hang out with the cool crowd yeah, and go, let's boss people around well, in I the think, world. Isn't I think it? we get a vote when there's, you know, tsunamis and the Hitler rises back up and all that sort of thing. I think we get a say, we get a vote now. In what happens. Yeah, but right. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, we've all spent $3 each, so I hope it's there's some amazing things that happen. Does that mean that every single one of us now is kind of like having shares in a company so we can actually put our hands up when, you know, Hitler does rise up mm. and be like, my $3 says that we do this? Yeah. <laughs> Go to uh, destroyhitler.com and click yes or no and we can sort of have our little say. How would you be if Luxembourg had gotten over us? I mean, can you name three culturally significant things about Luxembourg? Don't they make, like, pillows and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> they used to have a Grand Prix that actually wasn't in the country. Yes. Um, yeah, for, like, two seasons. <laughs> pretty solid. Well, that's about it, I can say. <laughs> I can't name one famous Luxembourgian. I mean, I don't even know if that's what you call them. Yeah, it's very weird, because we're now the 12th largest economy, and we're there fighting with Finland and Luxembourg for spots. We're still fairly stupid, really, on the... Luxembourg's about the size of Tasmania. Yeah, so... <laughs> and their economy's not even, like, a tiny shred of the size so, of... So imagine if they had have gotten that. It would just be like Tasmania. The UN would have said to Australia, look, you can't have it, but Tasmania can. Lara, <laughs> pop off to New York. You know. <laughs> Lara wouldn't know what to do. She'd be like, what do you mean? Responsibility? Me? What? What? Hello? I, I have to do something. What? <laughs> well, uh, congratulations to Australia. I wonder if we're all going to be partying on the streets oh, tonight. Oh, congrats. I think Rudd was, posi- Rudd was jostling. 
Oh, well, you know. You see him on Late Line trying to sound very prime ministerial. And, well, uh, when is he not? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> but I think he wants that job because he wants to be jet-setting and all the rest of it. Yeah, but he's kind of regretting challenging Julia because that would have been him off to New mm. York. Now he's just yeah. chilling on the back bench, chewing on his earwax again. Um, God, I'm so happy to open the 80th school today. It's just wonderful in this shitty, dusty town you've set me out to in rural. Oh, hello, rural. Kevin. Hello, yeah. Kevin, if you are, if you are listening. Charles, are you enjoying Hobart? You enjoying Hobart? Thank you, sir. It's a blessing. It is. Thank you, Charles. Do you, do you listen to this radio station? It's radio, right here. Lovely to see you. Good to see you. I've got another one here. It, it's not on this page, but I was reading it in the main news this morning. Mitt Romney, he had a, a plan because he thought he was going to win. His website changed overnight during the voting campaign to be the President of the United States website. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> so, is it true that he didn't have a concession speech prepared? No, he didn't. So, so, I mean, he just got up and went, Mitchell. Bugger. Didn't he sing? <laughs> I saw something. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, I think that's kind of, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a bit cocky, but I like it. Yeah, it's confident. Actually, do you know what Mitchell... Mitchell Romney. You know what he said? Mitt Romney. What sort of name is Mitt? He's a big fan of baseball. He's his parents. He's a Mormon. Yes, anyway. Mitchell, he actually... I heard what he said when he found out that Barack had won the election. Is it radio appropriate? Mm. Yes. (laughs) What did he say, Sam? Oh, bummer. (laughs) Oh, bummer. Oh! I get it. I get it. We had that one second look and like, ah, uh, that's oh, funny. Oh, I get it. Obama. That's, uh, that's, that's copyright to me. I made that one up every once. So if I hear that anywhere else, uh, yeah, someone's going to get taken down. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was thinking that uh, he was saying something that rhymed with meat, but um, that mine wasn't funny. So you just gave me that look and you're like, no, Ben, no, no, Ben, no. Welcome back to the MCG, the SCG. What? No, it's a it's a joke about cricket. You wouldn't understand it. Um, we are back to do our quizness. That is quizzy quiz quiz time. Quiz of the day. Quiz of the day. Now, um, thought we would try something. I guess. I mean, a lot of people listening to the show know that about a year or so ago we got this great book. It was called Five Hundred Emergency Questions. Um, it was put together by a comedian slash radio host who essentially, um, you know, he needed to have some questions on hand when he had guests on. He might, you know, just couldn't always come up with questions. Richard Herring is his name. So I bought this book about a year ago, and we've used it sporadically uh, since. Uh, it's actually been longer than a year. It's probably been about a year and a half since I've had this book. Um, but we've never actually gone through all 500 questions. So I thought what we should do, since as every week you and I say, let's do a quiz, let's talk about this, let's do that. Let's go through this. Each week we will do 20 questions. Okay. And eventually over time we'll get through all 500. In 25 weeks? Yes, we'll indeed. So we're gonna, I'm going to ask these and we'll each week, like next week, you can ask these and we'll both answer them. Okay. Uh, now, just a fair warning to Mallory's mother and other people who may be listening to it. There are inappropriate questions in this this set of questions in this book. Very inappropriate questions. You may be offended. One of us may or may not answer it, and we know that's generally going to be Mallory who won't answer it. <laughs> I will no doubt answer any of these questions presented to me, no matter what they are. 
So you will learn a lot about us. Or maybe not a lot if Mallory refuses to answer. So are we ready to get into the first set of 20 yes, questions? I will ask ready. these and we'll both answer them. Question number one, and we go straight into the extremely inappropriate, the very, very inappropriate. <laughs> Question number one, and you probably can't actually answer this one unless there's something you're not telling me. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? No, I have not. <laughs> Uh, well, look, I will just answer that by saying every man on the planet has. There you go. That's all I will all answer right. it. Question number two. Again, some people, long-term listeners to this show, would have probably heard us ask these at some point. But again, we're just going in order this time around. We have asked some of these in, in the past. Which would you prefer, a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispensed sunscreen? Oh, we've had this question sun-cream, before. Sunscreen, sorry. What's the difference between sunscreen and sun cream? I guess I think this is a UK comedian. They probably call it sun cream and sunscreen. Yep. So to clarify, you I, have a a hand made out of ham, like the meat. Yes. Or your armpit would dispense sun cream. I reckon a hand, a ham hand. A hand ham, ham ham hand. Yeah. I would go for the uh, sunscreen because. I think having a hand made of ham would be quite quite foul after a while. It would go rotten and gross and, I you know, guess. I mean, if you ate at your hand because you were hungry, does it grow back? That's gross. You would attract <laughs> animals, like a dog. Like, if you had a dog, it would always eat your hand, you know? Okay, I understand your points. Um, you might be right. And if I'm out at the beach and I forget my sun cream, you know, I'm sure you can put a tap on it or something like that to control it. And then you wouldn't have B.O. You would have sun cream smelling Pits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, question number three. Oh, this book. If you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to... Yours would be a horse. What animal would you have sex with and why? Yes, of course mine would be a horse. You and your attractive horses. Horses are hot. Like, come on. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, what would mine be? I don't know. Hmm. You had to. This is like a law. Humans or animals? That's true. A human? Okay. <laughs> You went that route? Human. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, now, I will also uh, reiterate that there are going to be questions where we will not know because they uh, refer to famous people who I'm assuming are famous in Britain or of a certain era. And we're going to reach this one right now with what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? I don't know who Keith I Allen don't know is. Who that is. So I would say I'd have to meet him first mm. uh, and probably pay me a lot of money. All right. Yeah. So, you know, that's just my answer. Are you Googling Keith Allen I right am. now? <laughs> this is where Mallory goes, oh, he's attractive. <laughs> he's not attractive. Okay, so can I have a look and see what he looks like? Um, give my phone a second to hold. Yep. He's a British actor, comedian, musician, singer, songwriter, artist, author, and television presenter. So he's an everyman then. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, so a lot of money. I'll just say that. Yep. Okay, question number five. What age were you breastfed until? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm assuming normal age. Oh, he was in Agent Cody Banks too. Oh, that great movie. Um, okay, question number six. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. Nope. No, I haven't. Me neither. I don't believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. No, I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in aliens, not ghosts. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? Nope. Uh, I've seen a Bigfoot, as in... I don't, well, I don't have a big foot, but I've seen people with big feet, so <laughs> does that count? Um, question number eight. If you had to have sex with a monster from Doctor Who, if you had to, 
Which of his many foes would you choose? I have no idea. I've never watched Doctor Who and don't really know Me neither. About All it. I know is those Dalek things that go exterminate, exterminate. So one nope. of them. Sex robot. Why not? Uh, this is a question stolen from the brink. We used to have this as one of our favorite five, famous five questions. What is your favorite type of cheese? I think I said mozzarella last time this was asked. I, oh, ricotta with other things in it. Cottage cheese. I um, generally say brie or camembert. They're kind of my go-to. Um, but mozzarella's good. Goat cheese. Oh, goat cheese. I, I just like cheese. Yeah. Feta's good. Um, Colby, we've been having a lot of Colby lately. It's good. Uh, Swiss. I'm actually very partial to Swiss. And hmm. um, Jarlsberg. Very okay. good cheeses. Um, has your sibling ever seen a ghost? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say yes, because my sister's into ghosts, and she used to go ghost hunting, so I Did think she has. Know? My sister and my mum used to do all that sort of stuff, so, yep, I'm going to say she would probably say yes, she has. So, okay. Yep. Who is your favourite historical character? Um, that's a really random, odd question. Mm-hmm. I love how he will answer some of these questions underneath. What does his favorite He says, mine is a pretender is? to the English throne, Perkin Warbeck. I don't, I don't know, know who that is. is. Neither. Um, Jesus? Jesus, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is... Is this fictional or like yeah, actual? Yeah, I, I just says character. Depending on your beliefs, your answer falls into both categories. Um, I will go with... Uh, now, bear with me, because this will be a controversial answer, but I will explain this. I'm going to say Hitler, because he's a fascinating man. Okay. Like, if you read about him... In 50 years, will you say that about Trump? Probably. I'm not, I'm not saying I... I, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say I... No one would agree with Hitler, unless you are a neo-Nazi, and I am not a neo-Nazi. But I am fascinated by how he got to what he did and stuff so okay yeah it's yeah. one that came to mind that or jesus yeah jesus is a safe answer probably yeah, safer great. than hitler yep right. um <laughs> question number 12 what is love anyway what does love do got to do with it um it's it's mallory and ben oh no <laughs> it's bacon the answer is bacon what was the question what is love anyway oh bacon Bacon? Yeah, bacon. Okay. Or cheese. No, actually, it's mm. poutine. poutine. It's poutine. You realise it's been like two months since I've had poutine. I think I've officially going to announce on this show today that poutine is officially my favourite food. Okay. Like, as of right now, it's overtaking chicken. Look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news on the brink. It's going to be trending on Twitter. Would you rather... This is question number 13. Would you rather have the attributes... The attributes... Of a radiator or a fridge freezer? A fridge freezer. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because yeah. why not? It's easier to heat yourself up then. You could put your ham, your hand in in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> keep, your oh, ha- yeah. keep your hand warm. <laughs> you're, you're cold. Cold. Fresh. Make sure it doesn't go bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Deep question. What do you think happens when we die? Oh, I don't know. I don't like that question. It freaks me out. I think we just die. I think we just become worm food or scattered in the ocean, depending on what you want done with yourself. Cry- right. Cryogenically frozen, like Walt Disney. Um, I didn't know that. What is it like being Mallory? Pretty great. Pretty great? What? 
What's it like being Ben? It has its moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, a couple of years ago, not good. Right now, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm here. I'm with you. Can't I'm complain. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, question number sixteen. Would you rather? <laughs> would you? <laughs> would you rather have a hand made out of sun cream or an armpit that dispensed ham? <laughs> it around. We're still going with the hand. Um. No, I'm going to go with the armpit still because, like, if you're hungry, this time around I feel it's stored inside of you. That's really gross. Oh, it is gross. Here, have some of my armpit ham. <laughs> but, like, you don't have to tell people. Like, I'm just going to make you a ham sandwich. But, like, if your hand's made That's of sun cream, really like, it's all going to be all splodgy and messy and sticky and gets everywhere. Although you could just go out to random people on the beach and just like, hey, can I rub sun cream on you? used to touch people with their permission of course um if you could choose question number 17 no we just answered oh no hang on no it is a different one question number 17 if you could choose one thing for your armpit to dispense what would that thing be um bo that smells good uh i would say a hundred dollar bills all right <laughs> well i mean well, come on one way to go like you know pop 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 have some money yeah you know yeah that'd work uh Question number 18. I really hope your mother's not listening to this. Have you ever put anything up your urethra? U- urethra. That's pretty pee out of right? Yep. No, no, I haven't. I've seen a picture of somebody doing it, but it's no. No. You know, for a long time, I didn't think that women had that. I thought that they just had, like, one thing for everything down there. All right. Yeah. True story. Uh, question number 19. What is the meaning of life? 42, is that the Hitchhiker's? I think so. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, I'm going to say bacon again, just <laughs> because, bacon. poutine. Uh, and the final question for today, question number 20, as we reach part one of this, a lot more of these to come. <laughs> what, is, what is the chemical composition of a carrot? I have no idea what. What is the chemical Does composition? Does it have an answer? Um, okay, well, I'm going to read out what this says underneath it. Bear with me here, because I'm dumb. I don't understand these words. NB polyacatalines can be found in apiacai vegetables like carrots when they show cryotoxic activities. Thalcarinol and thalcarinol dol, CIS hepatokai 1-9-D46-D38-dial, are such compounds. This latter compound shows antifungal activity towards Mycocentrosopora acerina and Cladosoporium Cladosaurides, phalacardinol, is the main compound responsible for bitterness in carrots. There's more here, but I'm, I don't want to read it anymore. Okay. There you go. Congratulations. We made it through the first 20. Woo! Do you feel like we learned enough about each other today? Yes. Yes. You, you felt the ham and the sun cream and yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah, that was pretty important. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for questions 21 to 40. Get excited. <laughs> The other segment that you love listening to on the week of the brink that is coming through your speakers right now is this. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. As we forget the lyrics. Well, we don't forget forget the lyrics. We play forget the lyrics. We're here from 2014 right now. Myself and Stewie doing the Elton John classic I'm Still Standing. Opened up the kitchen cupboard, 
store, packs of bacon sitting right there. Made myself a muffin and a piece of cake. It had bacon in it, yes, it was really great. Made myself a chicken parmesan, had bacon on top of it, was nice. Also had a bowl of muesli too, put some bacon in it, it didn't taste at all like poo. Don't you know I eat bacon with all my food? Put it on everything I eat and drink too. I eat bacon, drink it with my coffee too. Put it in my can of Coke and my bourbon and my whiskey. Bacon vodka. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Go to Stewie. Once I never had bacon, could not chop my heart out. Now I'm loving bacon again. The bacon is the way. I've just ate a cake by bacon. Now I'm still using bacon in that Black Forest cake. Cause I love bacon and bacon is life. Bacon is gonna save me e -e. after all this bacon picking up the pieces of my bacon without bacon on my mind I love bacon I love bacon so out of time but beautiful beautiful Am, am I going, do you want me to go now or do you want to continue? Uh, I think we should go in for a duet. No, I, I, we don't do duets on this show, Stewie. We've been warned off that. You're me or you? Go. I, I eat bacon with all my food. Really ate a piece of banana. Put some bacon on top of it. I eat bacon even with my baby food. Eating a can of Heinz baked beans with bacon on it And with chicken nuggets too And with Fruit Loops Bacon Fruit Loops I eat bacon Stewie eats bacon I love bacon I have bacon. We're standing right now because we want to hear Tali from 2012. Remember her? Doing the Jason Mraz one-hit wonder, I'm yours. Yes, it is. <laughs> Got a bit scared there. Oh, it's a long intro. It's enough time for me to run away. I played badminton and I'm at the Olympics so you can't judge me because at least I am here. I came to London with my racket and shuttlecock. I just did a serve and I totally aced it and now that the country loves me and it's really awesome, I am at the Olympics and you're at home. So it doesn't matter, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm at the Olympics. I could be a gold medalist. And you're on the couch, so suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm at the Olympics. <laughs> 
Carly very talented in that field. I really do miss her input for those who get the lyrics. Uh, myself, uh, in 2012, doing the Phil Collins classic, In the Air Tonight, Funkatown. Really long introduction. I think you two in the background could be, I don't know, have you got the lighters? Good guitar work there, Kevin. Thanks for that. Let's fade it up a little bit. Let's get the mood. We're at the MCG. It's the finals. Collingwood and Hawthorne. Pooh and Wee versus Black and White. It's getting, getting entrancing. Everybody is involved. Everybody at the MCG is here to watch. The people want a game of football tonight, but no. There's something else happening on the field. And then Dane and Buddy see each other. They walk up. (laughs) No, it's not. It's a bit difficult, the lyrics don't come up on the screen at the same time, so I'm just going on the knowledge. When Buddy kicks a goal on the halftime siren, he looked over and saw one man. It was the light of the moon, that blue moon that lit up his face, and all those tattoos on his arm. Buddy walked up to Dane and said, Oh, you do well. For Collingwood. (laughs) They looked at each other. They looked it into each eyes. And they said, Hey, let's go down the street. (laughs) And they (laughs) walked to the street. They said, Buddy, Dane, let's go and have a... Chico Roll! And they said, we've got a final to play. We're like, no, let's have a Chico Roll. They bonded over a Chico Roll that night and said, mmm, this is a good Chico Roll. <laughs> let's make out. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. Can I? I would like to formally request something here. Hang on. And from 2012, the Phil Collins classic, In the Air Tonight but as performed by former Prime Minister John Howard. Oh, Ben, you you got it all wrong when you started. You were playing that guitar in the background. <laughs> this is a absolute classic. Bit of a bit of a bit of a tip for you there, Ben. That uh, Jeanette and I uh, we met to this song back in the eighties, <laughs> the eighteen eighties eighties, and uh, look, we uh, fell in love that night. So a bit of a shout-out to to Jeanette, my lovely wife, who unfortunately can't be with us today in the studio. <coughs> Excuse me there, clearing the throat. <laughs> Awkward silence in the long introduction, isn't it, Ben? Uh, we've gone out for a coffee. Typical. Typical, Ben. Johnny Howard rang up Ben on... The brink today. 
I said, Ben, you were a dud, you can't sing this song, go away. You suck. So I came in, started singing to Phil Collins. <laughs> About Buddy and Dane. Buddy and Dane. That's how you play the guitar, baby. Look at this go. Break it down. Well, if you said Buddy and Dane were in a relationship, I said you would be an idiot. Because those tattoos on Dane and the ones on Buddy are pretty insane if you ask me. If you put two tattered men like that together and you saw it with your own eyes, you would be burning down the MCG because it would be too sexy and then you would want to cry. Ha ha, Because Johnny and the rest of the crew come along. What are these singers? Go away! Stupid people. And we say Dane and Buddy singing. Go away, singers! Nah. Where's Ben? Ben's back in the studio. Ben, I want this fixed. This is uh, this is not good radio. Ben, Ben, fix it for me. Make sure you do, Ben. This is ridiculous. What's going on? What's going on? Why are there people cheering? Why are there people cheering? Yeah, we miss Johnny. Might have to get him back on the show. Who knows what he's been up to uh, since he used to be on the show. Maybe he'll go for Prime Minister again. Seems as though everybody else is having a try. Anyway... <laughs> Time to close it all out for another week. Now, exciting news, Miss Mallory Foster. Time of recording this right now. You and I are about to watch this evening The Brink Unleashed 10. Yes. Victoria. Yes. Now, these are a long time coming, but I can say that both Brink Unleashed 10 and 11 have finally been completed. Woo! I'm working out on release dates and everything coming soon, trailers and all that sort of stuff in the meantime, so get excited. You, you're so thrilled to be watching it. So tonight. thrilled. So thrilled. Um, but you've seen the trailers? Yeah. You've, you've at least seen the trailers? Yeah. Any good. thoughts? Yeah. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, what else are you excited about? It's a month till Christmas. It is. Yep. Our Christmas this year will be very, uh, we're going to get a Christmas tree and that's all we can afford. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be a sad Christmas for us this year, but, uh, you know. I don't know if it's going to be a sad Christmas. Well, it's just going to be different. It's our first Christmas, or our first official Christmas together. We yep. technically were together at Christmas. Well, we weren't together. We had met each other. Yes. I came over and ate your leftover Christmas lunch food. You did. Yes. So, yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see how the next month plays out. Yes. Um, we may have, uh, in the coming weeks, too, some news, possibly, about doing some other similar things to this, but on a more, uh, I guess, New Zealand basis. Yes. We will have to wait and see along those lines. And, yes, we will keep people updated. Anything else you wish to add today? No. Did you learn a lot today about... I did. I learned so much. Did you learn a lot about Josh's near-death experience and winning a car? Yes, because I listened to the episode before it goes out. You really did. You really did. I'm glad you learned a lot about that. Uh, Would you like to tell our listeners what they can do between now and... Between now and the next episode? Between now and tomorrow? Between now and some other time? What can they do? You can follow us on... Twitter? Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on those places that you subscribe on. 
those places that you subscribe to, like us on Facebook. Yes. Have you liked us on Facebook? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I thought that you did all that for me at one point. Possibly. Possibly. I think so. (laughs) I just have to do these things for her. Yep. She doesn't care. I won't do it myself. Yep. Yep. Have you updated on your Facebook that you're living in Invercargill? No. You should do that. I should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to do that for you? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, yes, good job. Well done. I think it still says I live in Adelaide, actually. Yeah, I think it does, too. Yeah. You should change that. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I've been Ben. I've been Mallory. I'm and still am Mallory. Yep, I'm still Ben. And please do keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and... Good day.